Charlie, I think we have an audio issue. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Much better. Better now? Yes, yes. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. Okay. No, I think we still have an issue. Living on a lifeline, the world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine, but you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life pass you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time. No one else can set you free, you're locked inside And only you have got the key We can be the fire in our own lives If we just climb a little higher Lift up our eyes Open your world, set yourself free Reach within your heart, you just need to Power inside, we can be. 
Okay, testing, testing, how are we doing? I think we're good. Thank okay, you very much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, take three. Good morning, everybody. Everybody's well. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Thanks so much for being back. Just to let everybody know, this is exactly how it's supposed to work. Anytime you do anything that is worth anything, it's always going to start off with a little bit of stumbling. Just to make sure that we're like, you know, calm, cool, and collected. So... Uh, now I know that, thank God, we're we're back and doing it right because we began with a little bit of audio techni technical difficulties here, but thank God we're back here. I got to tell you something. These past few weeks, um, I found that I was, as opposed to being able to um, do anything else at nine o'clock, I found myself miss really missing you guys. And I mean that sincerely. There's something very special about having a group of people um, that 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 are growers, the greatest gift you can ask for. My wife and I always speak about whenever you look for anyone that, that you're connected to, a spouse, a friend, a mentor, a rabbi, anytime you have people in your life, if you really break it down and you try to figure out what it is, what is it that connects you to somebody at a deeper level, for every one person that's more, you know, you know, they're more outgoing than there's more elect. Who cares about that stuff? Less outgoing, smarter. That, that stuff is, is the details. Each person is wonderful in their own way. What I have found is that the people that are, that I find that I'm the most connected to are people that have a certain desire for growth. In Hebrew, it's called mevakshim. They are always asking. They're growing. Um. And it's an honor to be with you because every day you don't realize, and for those who are coming back now, thanks so much for being back. Those that are joining us for the first time, but you don't realize that if every day you're around people that are open to growth, that we can talk about things that are a little bit deeper than the, the usual goings around of our life, just by having that time around growth-oriented people, it changes our perspectives that we're more growth-oriented. And what I've learned just for the past few weeks of being off is that so many times when something happened, I'm like, oh, I got to talk about it on the boost, or I got to hear from people on the boost. And just having a small community that we have of people that are from totally different backgrounds, but it doesn't really matter what your background's from. It just matters where you're going. It matters that we want to grow in our own way. And so just being away for a few weeks really made me appreciate you. And I hope that we get to do this again and continue being able to, to grow together this year. This is a big year for everybody. We're, we're in interesting times. We're in crazy times. We're uncertain times. And just being able to be there together means a lot. I also had a beautiful gift given to me this, this, um, uh, this off season. I had the opportunity to meet with the Cranks, Steve and Jennifer. And um, they, they gave me this gift just want to give a special shout out for those of you who can see this. This is my coffee cup, the exact replica. This is my coffee cup. This is how I drink. Because remember, if you're a coffee drinker, it's got to be out of glass. It doesn't taste the same out of paper. For sure. And the ceramic stuff you have in your house, forget it. Forget it. Whatever ceramic, it takes away. It detracts from the way the coffee was meant. The guys that were picking coffee beans were like, please don't drink this in ceramic. Glass. Look at this. If you could see this closely, can you see this? Daily boost. You like it? Here it is. How awesome is that? As soon as I came home, my wife's like, why are you smiling? They're like, you got the gift. I'm like, this is the gift that keeps on giving. So we thank the Cranks for their, uh, for their kindness.
So we're in an interesting day, a special day. Again, it doesn't matter. Just for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I'll remind you, it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter your level of anything. It don't matter. You belong here. We love you. Stay here. When I speak about things that matter to me, um, these are just what's in my life. So when I talk about different things that are taking place in the Jewish calendar, even if you're not Jewish, you're welcome. We want you to be here. I'm just using it as an example. So today's a special day because today is the Rosh Chodesh. is the beginning of the month called Elul. Elul is the month that is the preparatory month for Yom Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is in a month from today. Today, in many of the synagogues, they are actually blowing the shofar today. It doesn't just happen on Rosh Hashanah. It happens every single day this whole week, starting tomorrow for the people that come from Middle Eastern descent from the Svardim. They're going to start saying Silichot, special prayer. So really, this is the beginning, if you will, of the prep for Rosh Hashanah. And the question is why? And I thought about this a lot. And this is what I want to talk about. It's to, it's to really understand something. And the more we understand this, I think the more we can grapple with it together. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and that person has a certain challenge in front of them. And in, in this person's new challenge, things that were otherwise okay for them to engage in are now not okay. This happens sometimes where somebody um, develops where, where there's an allergy and now they can't eat certain foods or someone is diagnosed with some disease and now certain things are hurtful to them, right? Certain things are off limits or they're in the middle of a practice that they now are gaining sense that this is really destructive. You know, I have friends of mine that were chain smokers until their children were born or until, until their children were old enough till they realized that they want to be at their kids' weddings or until a good friend of theirs, you know, developed lung cancer, something like that, right? In life, sometimes you're going along your merry way and something happens, something changes. And that which you did yesterday, you really can't do anymore. Now, it's not like you grew up with it. It's not like you never smoked, or it's not like when you were younger, you tried it and, and coughed, right? A person who was engaged in smoking, and then at some point says, oh my gosh, look at that person who's now sick, or look at that person who doesn't have a quality of life that I want, or I want to make it to this kid's, like, once that person achieves a certain awareness that the thing that I've always been doing is now not okay, there's a, there's a gap that takes place. This, this is the world of change. The world of change is really the world of, I had been doing something that had been working for me. And it's fine if I keep on going, so to speak. But I don't want to keep on going. I want to upgrade my life. My marriage is okay. If the marriage dissolves, there is now an obvious need for some level of reconciliation between the, the spouses, between some, there, there's something where a person's got to say, okay, if I want to keep the marriage together, I have to change. But what if the marriage is just okay? What if the parenting is just okay? I have a friend of mine 
who said to me once, I'll never forget this. We're talking about parents. And he made a comment that was so, I don't want to say troubling, but I felt so bad for him. He said, I've never really had a conversation with my dad, as he told me. He said his father, again, I'm not judging his dad. I don't know. It sounded like his father was a factory worker, the way he described it, based on what town he was living in and whatnot. So his father came home every single day, same time. He was walked in the house. He said he had three brothers. They were like beating each other up and whatever it is. His father says, where's your sister? The guy's like, uh, she's here. She goes, she okay? He goes, yeah, she's okay. Just kept on walking. He goes, he sat on the couch and he goes and he stared at the television until he fell asleep. And then he woke up and did it again. Seven days a week. He goes, my entire life. Now, this kid went to school, got married. So the father never dealt with any major crisis of his child. And so it was hard for my guest to change because there was nothing in the way that said, this is an emergency. Change takes place really in two ways. There's the change that gets thrown at us. Then there's the change that we have to choose. And the change that get thrown, gets thrown at us is hard because it, it's, it's new, it's fresh. It, it throws us for a loop, but, but we got to grapple with it. The change that really is what makes us great is the change when things are okay. The kids are okay. They're all busy. I don't need to step in and parent because they're all okay. They get on the bus to school. They get off the bus. They play with their friends. They get on the bus to camp. They get off their bus. They get lost in a screen. Like... My kid is always occupied. And so as a result, I don't need to be in their lives. It doesn't mean a parent has to take away the kid's fun with his friends, but the okayness of parenting, the okayness of our relationships, the okayness of how I eat, the okayness of how I go to work every day. Jim Collins wrote once, which is maybe one of the most powerful statements I've ever read, is he wrote that really the enemy of great is not mediocre. The enemy of great is good. Good is the enemy of great. Because you can live with good. You have to actually go into good and move it up to great. And that's hard. Because as you're going through the sacrifice that you need to get to great, your brain goes, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are we doing this for? Why do you got to like, if it ain't broke? It's another one of my favorite expressions that I hate. I hate this expression. Like a lot of expressions. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know this one? I don't know where that one came from. I know where that one came from. It came from like a, like, like a parent that was like exhausted. Like, stop bothering me. I'm fine. If it's not broken, I don't got to deal with it. This whole month, this whole month is God's way of saying, 
I don't know about you, but I didn't put you on this world to be good. You know what good is? I'll tell you what good is. You roll into the day of judgment. You roll into the greatest days of the year, which we'll get to with God's help as it gets closer. Days that you can change your life. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur isn't like you stand in front of like a judge and he's like, mm, what do I do? I don't know. Good book, bad book. That's how, that's how it works. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a day where you can remold yourself. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur are the times where you can recreate your spiritual in a way where you can at some point impact your spiritual DNA. You don't roll into the day like that. You got to prepare yourself. You got to be in the game of change. That's where we start now. That's what today means on the calendar. Today is the day of change. But not, I must change. I don't have to change. I can keep on going and I'll be okay. Sitting with this individual yesterday, my, my heart broke for him because yesterday something that was okay to him is now not okay. And what got me was I was trying to encourage him to appreciate that even things that yesterday that he was eating was okay. It's not okay anymore. It could really hurt him. And he happens to be a very smart person. And as I was saying what I was saying, he was finishing my sentences. He knew everything that I was telling him. He wasn't, there was no like tremendous insight. He knew that what he was eating was bad. He knew the implications. He knew that what it could, the impact it, it could have on his health, long-term viability. And then he said something that was so smart. There was a family member of his that had the same disease. And he said, you know, it's funny because I was telling that family member that when you look at that piece of cake, look at it like poison. He said, you know, it's easy to tell to somebody else, but it's hard when it's you. That's the story of our lives. Someone comes for advice. It's easy to give it to somebody else. It's clean. It's clear. But the minute that advice comes into ourselves, it's super hard. Why? That's what we're going to start talking about. That's what I want to start doing with you right now. There's a great rabbi who said that the longest bridge in the world is the bridge between the head and the heart. I can know something is wrong. And when someone else comes and gives it to me, I'll always give them the right advice. But I don't know how to do it when it's me. I don't know how to do it when it's my emotions. My mind knows what's right and wrong, but my heart can't put it into practice. I can't emotionally get myself there to actually do it. So I live in this world of in between my mind and my heart. I live in this world of this cognitive dissonance of I know who I could be. I can, I can sense it. I can feel it. I get inspired and I see it. I don't know how to do it. Because doing it requires my awareness. It requires my emotions. 
It requires more of me than just, I'm not a computer. I can't program my brain to go do this and then I don't do it. I can't program my, my brain to say, don't eat that. And then I pass by them like, what is that? I want it. I desire it. My emotions are driving me towards it. That bridge is the bridge of change. And if we together can start to discover how do we go and close the bridge so the things here in my mind go into my heart, we can start to see who we can be and implement them so that we can be these people. All right, we'll talk about it. This is what this month's about, the month of change. All right, everybody, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for being back. I appreciate it. And with God's help, I'm looking forward to growing together, to becoming better people, the people that we're meant to be. Thanks for being here with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have an amazing day.